0: I lost it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Um, I was chasing pretty hard, if I recall correctly, towards the He's end of the fight. He was trying to <laughs> was like climb 14, out of games. Yeah. 14 games under five. This is an important lesson,
1: uh, ladies and gentlemen. You, you yeah. should never chase. Pressing is okay, but chasing is not. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. There's,
1: Smart. <laughs> there's a difference.
0: What we do here is go back, 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 back,
2: back, 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 back.
0: Okay, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast, everyone. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends. We talk about college football and lifestyle and the bachelorette. Uh, you can find us on the internet at ww.thewheelroute.com at the wheel route on Twitter. Wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show from the usual suspects, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I am on Twitter at Logwandda Not doing a whole lot of tweeting these days, Uh, but keeping an eye on things. You know, got to do what you got to do. I'm coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, where we've been blessed with uh, a nice post Christmas warm front. So Tim's back in the 70s. We we did have a damn near white Christmas around here, guys. It was like, it was in the 40s coming into the early morning hours so uh um, you even
2: made it through is beyond us it is
0: it we, you know, we struggled through put on the sweatpants hunkered down we rode it out as a family gang gang uh anyhow happy to be here with you guys missed you all happy holidays who else is here
1: my name is Jordan shank I am in the friendliest city Harrisonburg Virginia where we did have a white-ish Christmas got some dusting uh the morn of Christmas and I- uh and it didn't hang around for very long, but it was neat little like oh, this is this it's like a snow globe for about an hour, and then we're uh, we're done. Um, I'm on twitter.com at shank jordan. Uh, yeah, also trying not to tweet very much, trying to follow the rules of engagement there, and uh, yeah, just living life as as, one does.
0: as last, one does. Last
1: day of the work week tomorrow, boys. So. Gotta gotta really give give the shareholders some extra value before the long weekend. Is that a
0: company policy or is that your your? And that's a company uh, policy. Would... Oh, nice. Both okay.
1: both the vacation days and providing value for the shareholders are company policies. Gotcha.
0: Thanks,
2: Mark. Thanks, Mark.
1: Bless you, Jason. <clears throat> great, Excuse great as well.
2: Shouts out to that cough button, baby. Um, <laughs> my name is Jason Krek. I tweet things at Jason Krek. Um, oh, sorry. I am also in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, um, where it's it been. Uh, it hasn't been horrifically cold. Uh, it's been a little week. swingy temperature-wise. Yeah, it's, been, it's been nippy here and there, but most days it's you know you can survive in a hoodie, and that's all I really want. <laughs> um, yeah, it was great to see some snow on Christmas morning and have it gone before Christmas lunch. <laughs> um but it was not it was nice made for some made for some just good feelings all around um uh, yeah i tweet things at jason Creek, although i am adhering more strictly to the rule lately i, I haven't tweeted very much this week this is true um, it's pretty much just roasting embarrassing texas congressman's brisket sure. um oh, and man. Marveling, marveling in gonzaga's offense that's basically it, right there
0: yeah, we're not we're, we're not acknowledging Gonzaga just sure. yet. But they sure. are. I, I'm willing to say that they're probably the best team in the country. I'm going to Horrifyingly good at this point. Uh, they look they look pretty good. Yeah. Um, but know.
2: yeah, uh, the br- the brisket roasting is definitely what I was here for, or lack thereof. Hell,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <clears throat> yeah, that was one of the most horrifying photos I've ever yeah. seen. I was I studied it for like a minute straight, trying to gauge like is this. Like, Really, what went wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I was just wondering. So it it, it looked really super raw at first, right? Yes. Is this yeah. really tough lighting, or is this raw meat? Like, there yeah. was no, there was, you know. And listen, if you have the balls to serve brisket rare, then by all means, go, go, go right what ahead. What did Spencer and so, say? He
1: he said it looked like he, they melted Twizzlers on top yeah. of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. So yeah, I, when I first looked at it, I thought it was like. And so my tweet is actually like it only sort of works because <laughs> I genuinely tweeted out, I thought that was raw meat. I thought that was like, that was what the, the brisket sure, had yeah, done. done. But yeah. in reality, it was that he overcooked the bejesus out of it and then smothered it in some horrifying right. like red.
0: glaze. Sub-
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's just, and, just
0: ketchup. I mean, let's be yeah, honest. It's just ketchup and, and like oh, maybe a little bit of barbecue sauce or some brown sugar, so. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just. It's just
2: it looks terrible. And like the one thing you can't do is a Texas I guess I mean you can. He's been senator for like ninety seven years. <laughs> but like brisket is religion. Like, what do you why are you so bad at this? Get listen to, if you, you have more it. money than most of the people <laughs> you govern, just get one of them to cook it for you and pay them.
0: We we have been over this on the podcast, but if you are gonna post a picture of some food to Twitter or Instagram, that's Bleep better be swangin. All right. Better, be, better be right. Yes, that that better be a great picture because yeah. otherwise if I see some gray disgusting meats yep. on there I'm coming at no, you. some graininess, some nasty like half baked mac and cheese side uh uh-uh. it's an easy to way
1: that. to become the main character of the day nope. on twitter the only yeah, there's, that awesome, a, there's that awesome that tweet weird. of like every day there's a main <laughs> character on this website and your goal is to never be the main there are, character
2: there are two rules of twitter the first rule of twitter is every day there is a main character on twitter the second rule of twitter is you should make it your entire goal yeah, to not be the main character on twitter character. and hilarious. yeah i mean the fastest route to being the main character other than, you know, doing some <laughs> casual racism is <laughs> brewing
1: up some really good a bad food. holiday food.
0: True, true. And, and this is all reflective of the spheres of people that we follow. But I mean, I'm just saying. It's I mean, mean are, like, two thirds of social media police. activity is food at this point is terrifying. Yeah. I'm so scared I, at all times. I don't want to be the fun police. However, you need to be posting better pictures of food. All right. Mm-hmm. If you're going to brag about it, it better be worth bragging on. This is really what i'm saying i don't got a problem with the bragging but <clears throat> blow me away i was oh, I away. W- I was so positive
2: you were you were just delightfully wholesome in my instagram comment on christmas logan i was so proud of you because well, i listen. was so positive when <laughs> so dad and i did the prime rib uh-huh. and um we did uh we did mashed potatoes with it and they did brussels sprouts and i like cannot eat brussels sprouts without puking i had a horrific experience one time so i just had uh, prime rib and got, mashed potatoes you got a gassy I, one you got I a gassy bread. Bread. yeah it, it was it it cleared out the system real well um okay. but so my point just had really really good prime rib and mashed potatoes and i was like logan's gonna roast me for this and didn't. <laughs> and i it meant a lot to me, logan i wanted the christmas
0: it. miracle the christmas <laughs> miracle i was happy with this prime rib i good we've, been, we've, been, we've been going back and forth too much with the pellet grill conversation recently that yep. i couldn't i couldn't uh you know we're in a good yeah, place, yeah. Roasting. Yeah, Roasting. So, anyhow, all right, boys. Well, what are we drinking? For, it, for real, though. Good, good, good. We'll, let's we'll get into a little bit of holiday conversation here in a minute. What are we right. drinking tonight? Uh, I'm back to
1: the northern Michigan sparkling water. Uh, loaded up on a few more cases of these bad boys at the Sharp Shopper <laughs> recently. Nice. Also, they uh, speaking of the Sharp Shopper, they uh, have the Starbucks iced coffees back in stock. A dollar for like. Whatever the big jug is, so I'm I'm all set on cold brew
0: for for the foreseeable future. It's great, my man. You, you brew a shot of espresso and drop it in there into your cold brew. That'll really I'll put pitch. some lead in your pencil, as yeah, they say. Yeah. It'll set your teeth on fire.
2: Uh, I have a the pale ale from Omission Brewing Company. Um, which is Omission? My, yeah, I think. I believe all their beers are gluten-free or is it just, it might just be a couple of them. Hmm. Okay. But yeah, it's a, it's a gluten-free pale ale for no particular reason. It is there, was
0: uh, where part is of the six. That's a fair question. One moment. Not to be confused with mission brewing company, right? which sure. is probably O-Mission. mission Vieja. <clears throat> mission. Oh, love v- it. Um, can't I find this.
2: Oh,
1: it doesn't say on the bottle. Maybe it does. Hold on.
2: There's a lot of fine print on here. <laughs>
1: uh, There's a lot of reading involved. I don't, I don't care much to do that. I'm not
2: a fan of these words. It, I, don't, I don't know that it says it on the bottle.
0: Crazy. All um, right. We
2: well, is, uh, Portland, Oregon, or Portsmouth, New Hampshire.
1: Ah, hmm.
0: oh.
1: They got coverage on both coasts.
0: Yep, I like both, it. Port, both all the ports. Um, I, uh, Jordan... And Jason, uh, got the uh, got a little ranch water going here. Nice, nice, nice. Good. Uh, got the. I, I received a bottle of Casamigos from friend of the podcast, Mike Redmond, So, mm-hmm. got that in there. Going fancy tonight, so let's let it rip, boys! All right. Uh, happy holidays to you both. Any. Anything to report? Santa, treat you guys okay? Did he not treat you guys okay? Food, disaster? Did you do anything? I I, I will start by saying the social media intern and I um, had some family plans fall through over this holiday, and we did basically nothing all day Christmas, which was lovely. I mean, it was nice. We cooked cooked twice, and we did go to the beach to let the dog run around. That was it. It was was great. It was a great day.
1: Yeah, it's a strong day. Yeah, I uh, I spent the day with immediate family minus one sibling. Um, it was just a close, small gathering as as was responsible on from our perspective. Uh, we we did kind of the mid afternoon meal, watched a lot of NBA games, uh, jigsaw puzzles, multiple got finished during the day just really okay. put the hammer down um so yeah all all in all a nice nice lazy day with the fam
2: it sounds lovely i did the same uh went and visited uh ma and pa for a couple days um just the three of us
0: like at, old uh,
2: times. just like old times we just uh I think Christmas afternoon was was uh, we put on cable and just let the Christmas movies run and we all just drifted in and out of sleep for a couple hours. It was great.
1: Oh, good place. To that be,
2: is nice. I'm saying so. And they keep their house real warm, so it's real easy to fall
0: asleep. <laughs> oh,
2: sure, love it. Yeah, that's. You that's grab nice. a blanket. All of a sudden, your bodies are running at like 82 degrees under that thing. It's wonderful.
0: Oh, Yeah, that's Uncle Logan would be getting a little pitted by then. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> yeah, little... it's like. I
1: feel like that's nice at the beginning and transitioning into the nap. But then when you You wake up,
0: Oh Oh, God. Yeah. The the post meal nap too. I just
1: feel damp and start to get the meat sweat and it's hot. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You just get to, you know, like take your shirt off.
1: Yeah. It sounds a lot like my grandma's house. Like my grandma on my dad's side of the family, they, she keeps her house warm to begin with. But then like back, back in the, Hey, heyday of those family gatherings when like all the cousins were still living with their parents we would have like 40 people over at that house at at thanksgiving and christmas so you like you're opening the windows to air out the house and it's still hot as hell in there but yep, uh we had yep. that. You i also
2: i uh, i joined the ranks of the air fryer boys oh
0: okay. afbs oh. yeah big fan Big you cooked in the, have you cooked anything yet?
2: Just some, just some taters so far. I'm gonna do wings either tomorrow or Thursday, I think. Uh, <clears> you I should uh, really fire wonderful.
0: up the fire up the grill and and do like some wings on the grill and some wings on the air fryer and do a little do a little comp.
1: I might,
2: I might have to. Or you, I did some wings start
1: finish. On the grill. You could
0: start them on the smoker and finish
1: them in the fryer. That's I,
2: the last few times I've done wings, I start them on the smoker and then I I toss them on the like a super hot grill to crisp them up, but. Yeah. I don't know. This air fryer is right
0: here. Right. <laughs> I uh, smoked some wings uh, a couple days ago. They were great, no. fantastic. Yep. Um, did a little uh, rack of lamb actually for Christmas Eve. Oh and job.
2: Well, yeah, we didn't we didn't break this down too much. We, we no, talked with, about.
0: Uh, I held off from taking some pictures. I let the uh, I let the social media intern handle that. She's much better working the angles and the light and such. But no, she, the rack of lamb game. was. The lamb was good. It was. Um, I've never had. I probably have never had that before. Like, like the little, I, the little I've, little I've had. Lolletops. Yeah, I've had lamb before. Certainly, sometimes we'll find like the little shank, the lamb shank on mm-hmm. sale, um, and you kind of can like sear it and then just throw it in the oven in the cast iron and let it let it finish cooking. But um, yeah, it was really good. It was easy. Uh, been getting my money's worth out of this pellet grill, so can't say enough about it. Great it's time. The best. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, to use and kind of, uh, you know, re-embrace my love of outdoor outdoor cooking and such. But it's just so damn easy, too, to, to get it done, which, it really is, is. which is really nice. So anyhow, a hearty endorsement for, for that, uh, for sure. But no, Christmas was fun. Um, I actually did make it up to Jacksonville to see my folks and my grandmother uh, just for a day uh, on Sunday and Monday of this week, Yes, yesterday I got back, so ran up there real quick, um, taking care of some life transition stuff with my grandmother, and so uh, shouts to the fam, taking care of all that, love yeah. them, so good to see them and, uh, and, and such, but uh, definitely missed, you know, it's weird having, but Emily and I intentionally did a, like, no family Christmas uh, a few years ago when it just it just didn't work out for us to be able to travel. And I think the other we were out of cycle and my family was in the midst of a move and Emily's family was unavailable or, or something or they had come down for Thanksgiving. Unimportant, really, the details. Uh, and that was really nice. But, uh, yeah, it was a little a little tough to have a uh, zero family like because you can't um, <laughs> yeah uh, 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 holiday when season. It's not this year. your choice. Hopefully, yeah. we're all making a good uh, a good investment in being able to do that next year. But we'll see. All right, let's move it along. Uh, get to a little news and notes. Uh, side note: Emily will be joining the podcast after we conclude college football talk to break down the batch, the finale of the Bachelor, and the last handful of episodes that we have uh, missed, um, and probably just to gloat about her absolute wire to wire domination so of lacking. Jordan absolute shellacking. she was so good that she was having guys come back on the show and just start start scoring points again yeah. it was it was an unnecessary i was, I don't
1: know if I was
2: aware
0: of this <laughs> it was an unnecessary deluge of points and uh even though i will i will continue my run of picking the winner for three years in a row um i uh i i will say that emily had emily had the squad to beat this year that's for sure big time 2016 warriors energy so all right uh you guys been watching any college football? No, no really, really. <laughs> I think I
1: watched uh, I watched some of that BYU game where they really really stepped on UCF a little bit, and since then I think it's primarily been uh, the association in in right. this household.
0: It's back. Did you guys catch any of the Coastal Carolina game? No. The Li- Liberty Coastal. I, I watched some of that. Of not a bit. But uh, a delightful a delightful end there for how that one played out. So. I saw
1: a lot of tweets when I, yes. like, I forget what I was doing that day, but I flipped up Twitter and all these tweets came in where it seemed like people were gloating that Liberty had had uh, given it away or been too open? passive, maybe sat in the corner and let it get is away that, from them a little bit
0: corner and watch themselves lose the game there yeah yeah i mean it's, i think they should have taken a knee and they ran a play and the guy fumbled i mean I, you, can, you can play the results pretty hard there if you really want to and i'm all for that for sure it's what we do here on the wheel route podcast but um definitely a a fun you know into the game kind of chaotic little situation there i have not watched a whole lot myself um i don't want to say that like the opt outs have really killed it for me, but like bowl season has lost a lot of steam these last handful of years. It just, it just has Um, for whatever reason, maybe it's, you know, being more of an adult and having to work and travel. And some of my family isn't super into, you know, just mowing through four bowl games. on like a Tuesday either, (laughs) which Hey, you know, not for everyone. I get it. I'm an acquired taste. I'm aware of that. Right. So um, it's all, (laughs) it's all good. But, uh, yeah, anyhow. Let's, yeah, um...
1: well, I don't even know if it's even the opt-outs necessarily. Like, for me, I think it's just so hard to even get excited about any yeah. of these matchups on the board because you don't That's know true. if they're actually going to happen. And then when they do end up happening, it kind of feels like uh, a surprise in and of itself. They're like, we'll oh, this, together. this game is on. And, like, yeah, not having fans there... Does take away from the viewing experience, in my opinion. Like we've been watching those types of games pretty much all year, depending on which conferences or right. schools you watch. But it still uh, detracts from the entertainment value on the screen.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree. I would agree with that. And I think Jordan, we read through the games on the last episode. It was not not exactly a murderer's row of, right. of sexy matchups. here. Plus, you're getting games canceled and. And stuff. So it's just been tough to keep up with. Uh, we're, we're, we're about to hit sort of the meat of it here this weekend, though. I we yeah. have at least an opportunity to watch some games on Friday and Saturday. So uh, that'll be hopefully somewhat enjoyable. Let's get to the coaching carousel before we talk New Year's Six games. Uh, there's only one job currently open in uh, FBS right now, and that is Boise State. Why is Boise State open, you might ask? Uh, that is because Auburn hired Boise State head coach Brian Harson. So shout out to him. Um guys, you get any takes to get off on the Brian Harson hire?
1: I well, so when I heard that this happened, I tried to yeah. piece together in my head how did this happen? Because I like when when I heard about the hire, I thought like, oh, this is kind of so out of left field. It feels like when UVA hired Bronco Mendenhall, like yeah. And yes, there is kind of a regional like, oh, they hired a successful established but Brian Harson's not as established, um, in that regard. Uh but I so I felt like when UVA hired Mendenhall, like that that was kind of their under the radar plan the whole time and they surprised yes. people with it. This did not seem to be Auburn's under the radar plan at all. Right. This seemed to me like Brian Harson saw the circus that was going on and said, "Hey, Mr. Agent or Miss Agent, whoever represents him. How about you call <laughs> Auburn and say I'm interested and I will interview for this job." And they I think they lucked into Brian Harson. And I I think it wouldn't surprise me if he like he took the initiative and was like, "Oh, do I apply for this on LinkedIn or on indeed.com or what or on Glassdoor?"
0: glass door <laughs> um yeah i i guess <clears throat> i think godfrey had a couple tweets about this when he, he was kind of saying that i think auburn you know all sort of like uh planned coup aside to get kevin Steele installed as the head coach uh i think that their ad stayed pretty firm in wanting to do a national search and kind of uh stuck to the process so to speak and this was this was the direction that I guess things went after, um, you know, numerous, like I think uh, uh, well-documented. Flirtations. Yeah. Flirtations. I know Bill, is it Bill Clark from UAB? Yeah. Bill Clark from UAB turned the job down. uh, Allegedly. Um, I think Auburn was stapling a lot of requirements to the job from what I, also I believe from what Godfrey Venables has reported. Was
1: target for like 10 minutes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Venables a Target, which is hilarious that that we're gonna to continue to do that every year. Um and I think Auburn was just stapling a lot of like you need to keep this group of people on the staff if you want to be the coach. And and you know, I I think there's something to, like it's a cool thing when Bronco Mendenhall goes to UVA and brings his entire staff, right? Like that's 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 kind of a neat thing. I don't always think you need to, or even should bring your entire staff in that situation. I know Bronco kept what Marquise Higgins on staff and, and one Marcus, other guy, but, yeah. but you know, I do remember when uh, Jim McElwain gets hired by Florida, I believe he brought one person with him from Colorado state. And that's like, what does that sh- say about the staff, your staff? Right. I mean, like that's, that's kind of weird. And so I think at some of these bigger, higher leverage schools, they, they try to force the hand, um, you know, Auburn's a family. I'm sure they want to make sure that, uh, Auburn, Auburn men are on the staff and, and stuff. And I don't know how much of that Harson went for. Um, I don't know what their situation is going to be coordinator wise. I just, from a higher standpoint, I'm kind of, uh, I'm a little dubious of this as a higher, um, I don't wanna sound like I'm dubious on every SEC hire for as long as Nick Saban is existing yeah. in the SEC. But there's but some truth to that. Yeah. I don't know that Brian Harson is at a school like Auburn, you gotta recruit against Alabama and then you gotta coach and play against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that a guy like Brian Harson in year one or two is gonna probably is gonna really bring a whole lot of cachet to recruiting battles against Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee and Florida and all the schools that you sit there that you've got to go up against every year. An up-and-coming Ole Miss team that's a lot of fun. Um, a Mississippi State team that's thrown it all around the place too. So it's kind of like, this is going to be tough. It's an up- I just think it's an uphill battle for Harson. I think he is a good coach. Um, I don't, I just ultimately think that this is the, this is a two and a half years and they're doing another search probably, ultimately is what happens here. Um unless he really blows people away with his ability to coach I just think that at a, at a job like Auburn recruiting is such a big part of the job that it's going to be hard to overcome um probably I would I would assume some deficiencies there. Yeah. But who knows? Chris Peterson had a good run at Washington. Um I would say that Chris Peterson's run at Washington coincided with USC not being great and with Oregon not being the best version of Oregon that we've seen. And um with UCLA not being very good and you know, who, they're who is the second best team in the Pac twelve most of those years? Utah? Oregon? Sure. It was it was kind uh, of a dealer's choice. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Like, so I think Chris Peterson did a good job, and I think he is a good coach and 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 calls a good game and game plans really well, but I don't think that Chris Peterson would have had the same success he had at Washington had he come to Auburn.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like, I feel like Chris Peterson may have succeeded because he had a brand, like a bigger brand than Brian Harson does at this point. Like we, we know Chris Peterson because he beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta bowl or whatever that bowl right. was. And so like there's a name, there's a brand that in and of itself, I think makes it easier to like get a Jacob Eason to transfer from Georgia rather than like, I don't, I don't know if Brian Harson has necessarily the clout as, as the kids say to, to generate that kind of stuff. But, but Chris having, Peterson having the the of Auburn probably yeah. helps.
0: Yeah, for sure. Also helps that Jacob Eason was from Washington, but, um, I I do think that uh, I mean Chris Peterson wasn't the first Boise State coach, right? To be good, there was one before him that had uh, sort of a so-so run at a bigger school too. So, yeah, um, yeah. What was okay, his name? <laughs> Dan Hawkins. Okay, I believe. I'll yeah. buy it. He was Colorado. Colorado, right? Yeah, he coached Colorado. Kind We're of really a in, kind of a Tim McElwain-looking fellow.
2: Something else that happened with him, and I'm trying to remember what.
0: Might have not may, may have been some bad looks, general bad looks over there. These were these were different times in the early aughts. So.
2: Yeah. There was no uh, there was no Twitter to oh, he was uh it's the Big 12 at eight intermuros. That was him.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, there you go. That's so, what I remember. So real quote, a quote about ours, machine. But, yeah, real quote machine. All right, we'll keep it moving here. So we'll we'll see how things look at Auburn. I'm just interested to see what that staff looks like. I'm interested to see it Auburn with a little bit more organization on offense. They got plenty of talent. Um, I wonder what he can do with Nick's if he can clean up a little bit of Bo Nix's um, erraticisms. Um, Good luck. Um, and, and we'll see. I mean, that's the, the Boise State and, you know, recently Washington. But the blueprint is they – they do tons, of, as, as Mike Gundy would say. They do so much with motions and shifts and things like that. I would love to be able to do that. If I, if I, if we didn't run the offense we ran, I would love to run that type of offense. But they <clears throat> tend to run the ball really well. You would probably deem them a pro style offense in the sense that we understand pro style offenses to be, as in not everything is out of the shotgun. Um, but they're definitely a modern offense, and and uh, and they do a lot of stuff well. That um, you know, if you got a really good offensive line, you can do a lot of stuff well too. So that's that's the other the other wild card there for Auburn. But uh, good luck beating Alabama. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll be pulling for you Auburn, <clears throat> but uh, I don't see it happening. Yeah,
0: I guess it just like isn't super exciting higher, which could be a good thing, but um, also I bet people at Auburn are a little feeling maybe a little nonplussed by this one, and I, I don't know who they would have been plussed. By them hiring, if that makes sense. John Gruden. I mean, geez. So uh went, Arizona yeah, my
1: consulting brain <laughs>
0: suggested <yeah>. that. But. <laughs> this is true. Uh Arizona made a hire, they hired Jed Fish. Uh most recently the architect of the quarterback's uh the quarterback's room at the Patriots this year, and you know, they've had a legendarily high performing quarterback's room this year in New England. Um Cam Newton can't throw the ball seven yards and and Jared Stidham. Oh, Auburn's, Auburn's finest Jared Sidham, uh, evidently still isn't ready to beat out Cam Newton. So, um, just protecting good, luck to, him. good luck to Jed, uh, and co I saw that he is trying to hire, uh, recently fired Michigan DC Don Brown to be hmm. the defense coordinator. So, uh, I hope that that defense works well with worse corners and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Just kidding. That's mean. Um, trying to see if there's any other ones here. <clears throat> I think those are the only the only two that got filled. So Boise remains open. Um all the the normal uh candidates at Boise remain. I think the highest uh probability one is uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator. Name is eluding me. Ellen Moore. Ellen Moore played quarterback there a couple of years ago, it feels like. Their favorite and son is prime to take QB a little- in
1: that festival, was not he?
2: he was the Fiesta Bowl guy. Yeah. Yeah, was, he?
1: He was Statue of Liberty? It was oh, Kellen
2: Moore know. and uh, Ian Johnson.
1: Ian Johnson, that's right.
2: Are
0: you sure it wasn't Jared Zebranski?
1: I think he he came after
0: Kellen Moore. I think. Really? I thought Kellen Moore was. Oh, more... was before Kellen Moore.
2: Oh. I might be wrong about
0: that. <laughs> this is great. All right, good good radio here. Uh, we'll move on. Um... I mean, I do. Hold on. <clears throat> We now, have, I thought right. around. it might have been. I thought Kellen Moore was like a, a more recent, like. <clears throat> might been, he, Logan might be right about this. Hold on. <laughs> I watched. I watched this highlight package. My, my guess was Kellen Moore came first. It was the Yeah. Wow. Really?
2: Yeah, Is it. It? That hurts. That stings. That stings deep. Dang.
0: Yeah, Kellen Moore's young. I mean, he's like damn near Jason and I's age. It mean, he like was right
2: after yeah kellen moore was it's logan yeah and he's young
0: college. but we were in
1: high school for the fiesta Bowl, right
2: it was uh yeah, yeah that's, was, senior year was logan. damn fiesta Bowl. it was 2007
1: okay yeah and we were in high school you was, guys was graduating
2: yeah it was the Bransky senior year kellen moore came in, the in
0: the we went through four years of college and kellen moore probably redshirted twice and set out one and and then played four and was like eight years deep in college by the time. Well, Kellen,
2: Moore, Kellen Moore started his freshman year in 2008, right after the Fiesta Bowl. He was the next one after Zebranski. Okay. Wow, the heir apparent that showed the, the, the
0: hand-picked pick, hand Chris Peterson.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're old and forgetful, but <clears throat> we have to step it up because I know what our, fa- our listeners come to to hear is exact details. So. Right. right, especially about, oh, Boise, yeah. State about Boise State quarterbacks. Jared Zebranski was bringing it. Though. That's, That's all I was saying.
1: Yeah, he gets better. Yeah,
0: we know disrespect. Oh, I don't know. He's like, 6'2",
2: 220. Yeah, I
0: thought he was bigger. Oh, I'd love to be 6'2", 220. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get to some football games, Jordan. Uh, we're going to pick the New Year's six games. Against the spread. Uh, all six of them. All six of them. Against the spread. Opt outs galore. All around, uh you can feel it in your fingers. You can feel it in your toes. Uh, let's let's do it. Take it away, Jordan. All
1: right, uh gentlemen. Let me remind you that we are all dancing dangerously close to yeah. the 500. What are you
0: standing again? Hold on. Oh yeah, Jason. This is you. you forgot the update. We're
1: we're all. Like, oh yeah. So Lo, Logan and Jason I'll are.
0: by a great week. But side note, I went four, one, and one the last week. Let it let it be known.
1: Yes, yeah, so you, you climbed above the 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 water high water then, work.
2: we did, that, we, did a, we did a name for 500 like the mendoza line but not the mendoza line
1: yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll that. Workshop that in the names
2: for the 500
1: uh but jason and logan are both 34 33 and 4 on the year so far i'm a game ahead at 35 32 and 4 and we <laughs> have six more opportunities to make or break our year allegedly 11. Um yes. Seven. So, so let's just jump into it, shall we? That's a good point,
2: Jason. Yeah. We are picking the title game, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. six six right now to I mean, I semantics, my fault. You could you could like guarantee yourself a winning year True. with this this slate True. of games. Lord knows we'd like to. Or you could go three and three and still have lemon booty at the end of the year okay. for the title. Sure. All right, uh, we're going to start with the four of these six that are non-playoff-affiliated. So we will start uh, tomorrow night as we are recording on the 29th. Um, ooh, side note, I need to cancel my NBA League Pass so I don't get charged. The, uh, the free trial has run out. Uh, so, so if anyone's listening to this and you forgot to cancel, uh, <laughs> sorry, rip, rip your wallet. Uh, all right, Florida, Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. On this December is tomorrow
0: 3rd. night. Yeah, Jeez, how is this tomorrow night?
1: As a Gators fan, Logan, I thought you would be dialed into the pulse of Gator Nation classic, for this classic
0: one. Wednesday performance. I did see Dan Mullen acting a fool in a cowboy hat today and a mask, which was a delightful. <laughs> oh, good.
1: Just ready to rob a bank. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> Eight p.m. on a so Wednesday. Nice We've Ooh. got Oklahoma favored by four and Jason gets to start.
0: Well that has swung like what? A, a bit. So I mean this four, is, okay, okay, okay. minus three and a half or something, right?
1: Before all the opt outs got announced, probably. Yeah.
0: Jason, uh Pitts isn't playing, Grimes isn't playing, Tony's not playing, um Trask is playing. Uh, Oh, Marco Wilson, the guy who threw the shoe, is not playing, so Florida's defense is likely to take a step forward in this game. Um, <laughs> do they
1: Do they still have the, the just uh, super angry, aggressive safety?
0: He opted out, but he also uh, uh, may or may not have a torn MCL for the oh. last few weeks, so he hasn't played actually in like five weeks. But he opted out to prepare for the draft as well. Brian Edwards is his name. Shout gotcha. out.
2: Oh, excuse me. Um,
1: yeah, I think it opened Florida, yeah. Open Florida minus three from what I can see.
2: So it's taking a full point.
1: A full tug.
2: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. take Oklahoma. Um it, the the good story would be for Florida to win despite all those opt outs, but that's just that's a lot of talent. That's not gonna be suiting up. Um, And I think Oklahoma, the last month or so, has looked like the Oklahoma we kind of figured we were going to get, which I think was a team that could have played with Florida during the regular season. Sure. Um, And so I think there's probably too much talent on one side. Now, I think – what's the over-under on this? 68. Bangla over. But, uh, yeah, I I think Oklahoma can can hold off a Florida team – not not hamstrung by opt-outs, but I mean they they've taken some lumps for sure. So give me the sunners.
1: All right, and uh, Jason, just just want to confirm: Are you requesting a bonus pick for over sixty-eight to be added to the spreadsheet, or do you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I am throwing that
2: out there for people to fade. Okay, just just, just confirm yeah. I think service.
1: I did see in the spreadsheet earlier today that last year we had someone <laughs> take take a rogue flyer on an over. Yeah total
0: <laughs> you just let we just let it go if you're adamant if you're adamant about props you can yeah just no
1: logan you took um hmm. you took the under 47 and a half in it was either utah washington week 10 or georgia auburn week 12 okay. my spacing uh failed me on this one but
0: you lost <laughs> it so I lost <laughs> it. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I was chasing pretty hard, if I recall correctly, towards the <laughs> He's end of the line. He was trying to <laughs> was like climb 14 out. Games. Yeah. 14 games under This is an
1: important lesson, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You oh, you yes. should never chase. Pressing is okay, but chasing is not. Okay? <laughs>
0: okay. There's, <Smart. laughs> there's a difference.
1: Who uh, are you taking? I'll take Florida. I don't really have any reason other than Kyle Trask will still be under center and like i don't know i think like ou's defense was improved but i don't think they did not play anybody good they did not play anybody
0: good during that improved stretch if you yeah
1: so and but on the other hand alex grinch might be a little upset he didn't get that arizona job so he he might be coming out guns blazing i think Mullen's gonna gonna want to prove some things here so
2: yeah Hmm.
0: Hmm. Uh, I think I will take Oklahoma. I think they'll. I think they'll kind of maybe. You know, there it's a four-point spread. It, it, it should be a close enough game. Mullen's a good enough game planner. Um, they just they have a lot of opt-outs. He has kind of been on record as saying, you know, we're gonna have less practice than we would for a normal game to do this. And uh, I know they traveled, and it's just been kind of a, a letdown into the year for Florida. So I could see just a little bit of general malaise creeping over the team. Uh, Trask certainly going to want to go out on top. I am personally excited to see young guys get a lot of burn in this game, especially on offense and uh, hopefully defense as well. Um, hopefully Todd Grantham goes out with a bang. And uh, Hopefully can... he goes out. That's some, what you're saying. some rumblings that Florida might be making a complete defensive staff clean cleaning of the house. Um, I don't, from a recruiting standpoint, I don't know how great that is, but ultimately if that's what it takes to move things along, I don't think you're going to probably not address that. Otherwise um, there's a couple names I wouldn't mind them keeping on that side of the ball. Anyhow, side note, this is nothing about the cotton bowl. Uh, I would, yeah, I just think Oklahoma will find a way to, to, to move the ball and score some points. Um, and yeah, Florida's defense is ripe right for giving up some points. Oklahoma's got a couple good running backs too. They can, they can uh, move the ball well on the ground. So I think a more balanced Oklahoma team stays ahead of Florida. But uh, if, if, if this was like full strength, I think Florida, I would take Florida to cover the original spread. I'll say that.
2: I think I'd agree with that.
0: Noted.
1: All right. Uh, Moving on to new year's day. We have the peach bowl. Featuring the Georgia Bulldogs and the Cincinnati Bearcats. This is a nooner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, And not necessarily for that reason, but I am going to pick Cincinnati uh, to cover the seven points. Um, I know Georgia played better on offense towards the end of the year, but I think they have less. Again, it's kind of they have less to prove, less to play for than their opponent does. Um, I trust Luke Fickle with time to prepare for this, and yeah, I I'm excited to watch Cincinnati play this game. Not excited to watch Georgia because <laughs> I think they play a bland, vanilla brand of football at times. Um, but I. Oh, I'm what are you talking about? there quarterback Cincinnati. would have won the husband if he had played all year. Come well, on. he yeah, he might he get guys the wide open.
0: He get underthrow guys that are like wide open down the field all day long. Yeah.
1: I'm sure he'll be a Heisman finalist headed into next season. And then he can opt out like uh old boy from Wake Forest did.
0: Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman. Don't you forget it. Rocketing up okay. draft boards. <laughs> uh, I will take Cincinnati as well here. Um, Cincinnati's tough. I think they play the kind of defense that should match up well against Georgia. Uh, Georgia has had a couple opt outs on defense as well. Their best pass stretcher. Aziz Ojulari and um, I think their best corner, Eric Stokes, uh, opted out as well. So, um, probably going to be maybe just a little thin on defense. Um, and Cincinnati's got the kind of offensive approach that I think could give Georgia some problems, um, especially the quarterback running game. So, I'll take Cincinnati here. I just really, I really like Cincinnati and I'm, I'm really. Trying to speak into existence, Florida hiring Marcus Freeman to be their defensive coordinator.
2: So, if we well, could, maybe if he hears this, all the good vibes.
1: Yeah, Coach Freeman, please.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to make it unanimous. Uh,
0: yes, go dogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I heard about the Georgia opt-outs. This feels like uh, when a team gets is in the position that Cincinnati is. I feel like they can either come out, like and don't and not care, like uh, that one Hawaii team did one time, or <laughs> um, they can get like real pissed off and go scorched earth. And this feels like, it feels like they have the kind of team and program and coach that they're going to come out pissed off. And so, yeah, I think they'll it's be
0: like that year that Utah beat Alabama.
2: Right. I think they'll be just fine.
1: All right. Uh, we'll move to January two temporarily uh for the fiesta and orange bowls uh the first of which pits the oregon ducks and the iowa state cyclones uh this is a 4 p.m eastern time kickoff with matt campbell's weather events favored by four points logan
0: gets to kick it off (sighs) uh i will take matt campbell's weather events in this game four points um Oregon lucked into the Pac-12 championship game and then beat USC by the absolute most holding-on, skin-of-their-teeth version of that possible game that they looked like they should have run away with. I don't think Oregon's that bad, um, but their offense seems to kind of lack game-long continuity. (laughs) Does that make sense? Sure. They, they came out, they came out against they USC disjointed they, at times. They were throwing the ball. They looked good. And then it's like they lost all faith in the quarterback's ability to throw the ball. And they, I mean, they were doing the classic lemon booty play not to lose situation too, which I understand. Um, but I, I think Iowa state's better. Um, probably better coached at this point, a little tougher, um, and more battle tested. So I, I'll take, I'll take Iowa state here, uh, assuming they're going to be into this, uh, I don't see why they wouldn't. This is Iowa State, after all. Um, probably not too many opportunities to play in these kind of games, especially when Matt Campbell's coaching the Jets next year. So
1: Hey, not the Jags?
0: Breaking news. No, Urban Meyer's coaching the Jags. That's right. I forgot. I apologize. <laughs> so, that's, to the Jags. that's what Mike Sando, Mike Sando said. I like it.
2: Um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I don't, I don't think Oregon is, is – uh top 15 good or remotely close to it. I think Iowa state is so pretty straightforward.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to agree. I think uh, again, this game means more to Iowa state than it does to Oregon. Um, And I trust Matt Campbell to have a better game plan and just a better buy in from his team than I do coach Cristobal not not throwing shade at coach Cristobal just putting the two together I I like and this is this is kind of a a weird like feel-good year for Iowa State they beat Texas they beat Oklahoma once like this is kind of their chance to really put a cherry on top of the year and Oregon's played six games so far this year maybe right so we like we're still figuring some things out about
0: and only got into the championship game because right they were tag team replacement yeah they they got they just slid into the slot there so they didn't even have that what were they four and two in the regular season no they did beat usc to their
2: credit but
0: But i guess my 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 point would be that i don't think usc's very good sure yeah Yeah. i just think the pac 12 maybe maybe a down maybe a down year and didn't play very many games so probably good that everybody kind of beat each other and they didn't we didn't have to do this weird thing where we were like, well, 6-0 Oregon, you know. Yeah. They won nobody the game. Too bad about themselves, but nobody felt like... Even
1: Chip Kelly got up above 500 at one point during the year. That was neat for him. Good for
0: him. Yeah. <laughs> than could be this
1: awful Ohio State team, but... Oh well. so, so it goes. Uh, all right. Uh, the Orange Bowl is also on January 2nd. It is an 8 p.m. kickoff. We have the Aggies of Texas A&M taking on... Mac Brown, sweet Mac Brown. Really <laughs> know, you know that that conversation between the two coaches at midfield, pregame has just got to be delightful, like ask, asking about deer hunting stories and how how are the grandkids and things of that nature.
0: Words, words per minute, uh, very high between those two gentlemen too. So. <laughs> they it's can a gab lot of, for sure. Lot of fun. Well, yeah, to throw Dabo in there and nobody would would say a single word for three hours. They'd just be chortling it up. Guys, we're gonna kick off. You guys want to break this up? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so in this game, Jimbo's Aggies are favored by seven, and Jason gets the start.
2: Uh, I really wish that was seven and a half.
1: I bet you do.
2: I Bet I do. Um...
1: This is Push City jason yeah. is, is, don't feel bad it's push city it doesn't matter much we're going 24, push city
2: um i'm gonna take you and see here ooh uh yeah i just i've you know i watched texas a&m and don't get me wrong they're, they're really good but i don't see anything where i'm just like you gotta be afraid of that guy or like they just do this better than anybody else hmm. um
0: Go ahead. I mean, I, I no, I, I, I guess I would just say that like, you're aware that UNC lost to Florida State and Virginia this year, right?
2: I am. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I think you. I think you're. I think you're onto something because I think UNC does have scary facets, but they yeah. are so wild to put your finger on.
1: Yeah. They're the opposite. I like the confidence with which you yeah, picked them, Jason. No, I,
2: I'm, no, I'm very aware of that. I mean, they like this. They could the bed completely. I totally yeah. get that.
0: Uh, I mean, Texas State would be Vanderbilt 12 to seven.
2: Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> no, I mean, like, on an 80 degree clear day in Miami, like, I'll
0: take North Carolina's passing offense. Like, these are, these are, this is your last time that they played in that stadium. Uh, pretty um, good day on that field. Carolina ran for like 600 yards and absolutely laid waste to Manny Diaz's defense again. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking, taking the hills.
0: All right. Uh,
1: I'm going to take AM. Um, I think I'm kind of leaning more towards the side of that Miami performance was an anomaly. Uh, again, I, I saw what Virginia did to North Carolina's defense, and listen, Robert and I was in his bag that day. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I think like let's that's going to see if it's give up some points now. They yeah, they are susceptible to much like Florida's defense. To, mm-hmm. to giving up some some things. Um, <laughs> I think A M runs the ball tremendously well. Their offensive line. If uh, they choose to.
0: If they choose to. Because they could do this weird thing where they roll out and Mon throws 40 passes for no reason, and he's 18 of 40 for 110 yards and a, a touchdown and a pick. And you're like, what was that? That was weird. Anyhow, sorry.
1: No, that that's a fair uh, I'm dubious, I'm dubious
0: of, of Jimbo choosing to do the right thing. Yeah,
1: no, I, whoever, whatever game we picked with them a couple weeks back where they just ran the piss out of the ball and yeah. dominated the line of scrimmage, that's the AM i A&M I'm counting it on. It was the Tennessee game, right? I think they,
0: I think yeah. they Tennessee. They pulled away in the second half, just like, perhaps. Uh, you know,
2: yeah. you might be thinking of Auburn, like a month ago. It was ago. Auburn,
0: yep, it yeah. was
1: Auburn. Okay. Yeah,
2: they, I mean, they handed defense, Auburn's defensive line, that is true.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to go with A&M.
0: Yep. I ugh. Yep. I really would love to pick North Carolina because I think North Carolina is a much more fun team to be on their side in this game, but I'm going to take, take A&M simply because they're going to come in with the biggest version of the disrespect card, which I guess in a bowl game could be double-edged. It could be we're so disrespected we're not even going to show up for the game, um, but I think that they're, they're going to try to do the we-have-a-point-to-prove thing. Um, I do think that uh, Jimbo <clears throat> all of his misgivings aside is a pretty good game planner and um, does a pretty good job uh, designing winning football plans I think North Carolina's defense will give up po- uh, points on the ground uh, for sure so I'll take a here to win and cover I think AM's defense is like sneaky like I, I just think they're really solid yeah um, well and there's Jimmy's
1: like, and Joe's component too
0: Yes, as well, for sure. like
1: I don't know that Carolina's offense has played against defense. Up front, yeah, up front
0: probably, game. and 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 linebackers as deep. So if they can take away that running game, I mean the thing with North Carolina though is if you take away the running game, they still have probably a, a top five quarterback in the country, deep ball passing. They have really good um, excuse right. me, really good receivers, but I it's it's been weird because North Carolina seems to be such an either or team when they play well. They either throw the ball all over and look amazing or they run the ball over and look amazing. Like I haven't seen them be like balanced to the, to the point where I think they could take advantage of um, a defense of what a defense was giving them. Yeah.
2: That's fair.
1: All right. Uh, we now move in to back a day to January 1st to pick our playoff semifinals. This is Friday, right? This is Friday, January one. Cool. So get excited. Ladies and gentlemen, awaken the echoes, awaken the echoes. Uh, we'll start waking those echoes up at 4. PM. When Notre Dame takes on Alabama, uh, the, the crimson tide are favored by 19 and a half points. And boy, do I (laughs) I, I mean, I'll, I'll take Bama. Screw it. Let's do it. Let's roll tide. Um, my only concern here is that Bama maybe like keeps some things up their sleeve and doesn't get too uh too, too spicy with with what they call in this game but That doesn't mean they will not score
0: touchdowns though cuz they just they just they, make... Yeah, they
1: they are so explosive and so deep and so fast <laughs> like they this kind of feels like that year they whooped Michigan State in in the semifinal game, yeah. it was like forty-four to nothing. Um, Notre Dame's not bad, but they're not as good as they were when they beat Clemson at home. Like I keep coming to that back to that result as kind of a perfect storm, um, for sure. And I don't think they'll they'll get close to that again. So
0: give me. Back. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, Notre Dame had to have a lot of things break in their favor in that game to win in overtime. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and they took advantage of a- advantages that they had. Uh, and-, and they seem to be mostly personnel issues that Clemson was dealing with that day. The quarterback not included, to be honest, like yeah. I, that, the they lost that game. So um, yeah, I'm going to take Alabama too. They just, I saw them up close and personal last week. They can harm you. In so many different ways. They have. Najee Harris is so good. Najee <laughs> Harris can dot the freaking eye and they can run it down your throat. They get him on those little halfback angle routes. He catches slants. Um, he gets the ball a plethora of ways. They have a good tight end um, that is underreported, to be honest. Uh, Devonta Smith is great. Is Waddle back? Heard. I think he was like on the road to recovery, it was. I mean, like,
2: there was talk that he might be back for the playoffs semifinal, and I am certain we won't hear anything about it until. Yeah, the- so
0: Devonta Smith is insane, um, and always open. Uh, great hands. I just I, I struggle to see where Notre Dame's defense is able to keep pace with the the kind of brand of offense that Alabama's running these days, because you know. I know we joke about it. They run the touchdown play a lot, but it, it would appear that they they dial up the touchdown play a lot. Sarkisian has had a insane year. Calling Royals,
1: award yeah, Royals award winner, yeah, award
0: winner, Sarkisian. So he, um, you know, good for good for him. Uh, obviously, fun to call plays when you have an overwhelming abundance of the,
2: three of the five best players in the country.
0: <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, like they don't like fritter around and like just waste drives on like cutesy BS. You know, they, they go and then they go and get touchdowns and they're just like, you know what? We're like four verts. Let's go ahead and get one here. Hit the, hit the seam, hit the outside. All right. Now we're going to toss sweep. Now we're going to throw it past Najee. And it's like four plays, 75 yards, two minutes and one second. And you know, touchdown city USA. So I just, I don't see how, how, uh, especially how Clemson's defense was able to bottle up Notre Dame's offense last week. I think they laid a pretty good blueprint down yeah. in Alabama better in basically at every level in Clemson's defense right now, this version of Alabama. So I think it's going to get ugly and not be fun.
1: I'm excited to watch it though. Uh,
2: yeah. I'm just going to, I'll, I'll second everything Logan said. Um, I'm, it, it's gonna be super fun to watch for like a quarter and a half and then I'll go watch something else. Um, Long enough to see those guys score four or five times, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll second all of that and add that you also have Nick Saban and his staff going against Brian Kelly and his staff with a month or like three weeks off. So, actually, I guess it's only like two weeks, but still.
1: Yeah, they they've been scheming. They've yeah. had they've had analysts and grad assistants already.
0: It,
2: They've been breaking down the film since about October. And if
0: you want to talk staff losses, too, I mean, I think Clark Lee is still coaching at Notre Dame, the defensive coordinator, but he's – His heart's uh, at his other job. His heart heart is at Vanderbilt where he belongs, where he played fullback back in the day. And, um, (laughs) yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's going to need to do some sort of perfect version of control the clock, long drives – Force a turnover. The, all the stuff we said Florida was probably going to have to do. I was
2: going to say it's what everybody has to do
0: against Florida, Florida. And to Florida's credit, they got lured into a track meet and did a good job of staying with them. I just don't think Notre Dame is built for that game. If it comes to that, sorry, I just don't think they are. So I, I think this this one gets out of hand quickly. I would hate for a backdoor cover. That would really kill kill my if that happened. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see.
1: Right. Noted. Noted. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh... to get a little
0: action on backdoor cover
1: no. yeah uh maybe you can live bet it that way um, there we go. Uh, all right so that was a 4 p.m kickoff the second semifinal will allegedly kick off at eight i don't know if they like do the i don't think they do the delay
2: tournament start. style half an hour after the first game
1: right um we've got ohio state we've got clemson January 1, 8 p.m. Clemson is favored by seven and a half. There's your extra hook there, Jason, that you were asking for three games ago. I just
2: and, moved that, Rick. Right? Yeah. It doesn't
1: matter it, on this game. It's not transferable. Uh, Logan, you get to start.
0: Seven and a half for Clemson? Yep. Ugh. <laughs> I'll take Clemson. I think they're playing with a uh, playing with a little bit more swagger right now. I know Ohio State is going to be thinking about last year's game and how mad they were that you know there were some dubious calls that went against Ohio State in last year's game. If you recall, um, it's true. I don't know. I'm going to feel kind of bad if Ohio State comes out and looks awesome. Ohio State has just not looked awesome for a while now, and yeah. they, don't, they don't need to look awesome, but like. As much as Ohio State has not looked awesome, like Clemson does this thing where they look awesomer as the year progresses, and they get to the very end, and they look so tuned up, and they're doing the thing where Trevor Lawrence is running the ball now, and it's just like their offense takes a a jump uh, in, like, championship week and playoff week. Uh, And to their credit, I mean, good for them that they're can they able to pull that off. Um, But a lot of weapons. Um, Ohio State's defense has been not the greatest unit. Uh, they're typically pretty good. Um, not covering as well. I just, I just think Clemson is bringing a lot more to the table than Ohio state. Uh, Clemson's healthy. Now the defense looks pretty healthy. Uh, they just got a lot more going for them. And I, I think they're playing better and they are better. So that should equate to a seven and a half point win. Hopefully, um, Ohio state, certainly talented. Justin Fields could play better than we've seen him play all year and could, you know, keep this, keep this live. But, uh, yeah, I guess I got some questions about Ohio State across the board that I don't have with Clemson right now.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, you pretty much said what I was going to say, um, which is that I, I don't – you know, there's a, a bunch to, to do this week. You know, Dabo's making his comments like every other day. And, well, Texas A&M got punished because they had to play a whole bunch of games. Like, now like that – 12 7 game against Vanderbilt was like week two, man. Like, it, that wasn't a thing. But, um, yeah. so there's, there's all that stuff. But I, I was going to say the same thing, which is that, like, it, felt, it feels like every year right around week seven or eight is when we're like, oh, this, that's right. This is Clemson. Like, that, this is, this is what they do. They look blah for like two months and then they get, get into it. And yeah. Ohio State hasn't gotten week seven or eight yet. This is about to be week seven. So, um, I just, yeah. It's possible they come out and they look like the Ohio State that the talent says that they should, but they haven't yet. Whereas, you know, the Clemson that's – like, yeah, Clemson lost in double overtime to Notre Dame without their best player on both sides – or maybe not their best player on offense, but probably the most important player on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, And other than that, they've looked like a super weapon since October. Uh, Whereas, Ohio State hasn't. So, yeah. Give me the give me the proven commodity
1: yeah I'm also gonna take Clemson I think they're two scores if not more better than Ohio State they are certainly playing again more consistently um, maybe I'm overvaluing a little bit how good they looked against Notre Dame but I think that like we've said yeah. Ohio State has not proven to us that they are capable well, I don't want to say they're not capable of, but that they have like a a consistent four full quarters in, in their bag this year. Like I'm sure it's there somewhere, but you, they give me no reason to believe they're going to magically pull it out. Now, like in, in their last game against Northwestern, which was essentially a play in game for the playoff that they had to win. They did not look great um against northwestern which that's that's not clemson like not that northwestern's bad but clemson is a different animal altogether so uh i'll take clemson if i was feeling real spicy and and had a little bit more cushion on my bankroll i might might buy some extra points might really like or or sell i guess uh get get a bigger spread going, but uh, yeah, I, I like Clemson by two touchdowns in this game, at least. Yep. Famous last uh, words.
2: I think these semifinals are not going to be great. I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Yeah, I, I'm got it with you. I mean, I also would like to get out there with a take like, I feel a little bit bad for Notre Dame. Um, I, they are thrust yet again into the position of being Notre Dame and being just kind of crapped upon by uh, everybody because it's kind of a fun thing to do, yada yada. It
2: is. We have to emphasize that.
0: Looking at the other teams, like, you know, I don't think Notre Dame is undeserving of their spot. That's kind of. Yeah, they, they did what bad. they needed to do. It's just a shame that the system is set up to, you know, where Notre Dame basically is going to have to trot out here and just get shellacked probably by another, another team for the second straight week. And then, you know, we, we still can talk about how deserving they were of the spot, which is, Sure. Like whatever. Um, so anyhow, I, uh, I I just didn't want to make it, make it too anti Notre Dame. I just think that the spread is super fair in that game and Alabama is that much better.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So those are our picks. Those are the picks. You'll find them. You you guys doing, doing big, uh, new year's plans. You going to a Gatsby party or going to times
0: square? what, (laughs) Times Square probably. Yeah. yeah. Times Square really is the
2: best place to spend New Year's Eve.
0: <laughs> I think um, I think we have been invited to uh, some friends for an uh, appropriately sized gathering amongst you Can you do fireworks in the cul-de-sac again this year? <laughs> amongst the pod of people. Um, no different different location. Okay. Um, they have a pool. Maybe we'll launch them off in their pool. Nice. <sighs>
1: get those those firecrackers that go off underwater those are always a smashing Uh success
0: a little depth charge situation um but yeah no i mean all right what about you jordan you raging Uh,
1: i don't think so i i did recently uh reactivate my uber driver account so i've i've contemplated getting back into that game but uh i don't think new year's eve is probably during a pandemic is probably the time to do that so Hey, just bring, you
0: know, spray, uh, you spray the osium in your car after everyone gets out. I'll just, just spray oseum.
1: everybody in the face with osium
0: as they <laughs> enter and exit. So, take inside it of, this, pull their mask away from their face, spray the osium inside their mask, and then snap it back on their face. Yeah. be a good time. All right. Thanks for joining us at the We're Out Podcast. You know what it is. Find us at The We're Out on Twitter, we're podcast at gmail.com. Uh, thewe're out.com is the website. We love you. Go, Gators.
1: Go whose?
2: Go Dukes.